0: Thank you. Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast, where we break down the classic and cutting-edge wisdom of self-help to discern how to actually make positive change in our lives. I'm Kevin Miller. In this episode, we continue the discussion on aging from my conversations with Becca Levy, author of Breaking the Age Code, who I featured in episodes 1003 and 1005. But here today, I bring on my favorite medical doctor and dear friend, Randy James, to discuss Positive and high performing aging through a functional medicine lens. And just real world walking out this concept of not accepting the demise, the quick demise we currently do in our culture, where you hit your mid 20s or 30s, even more so 40s or 50s, and start saying, Well, I just can't do what I used to do. And meanwhile, this, I just saw the headline March 2022. Kenichi Hori, at age 83, set a world record sailing solo across the Pacific without stopping, the same thing he did 60 years ago at age 23. And he says he hopes to continue such voyages till he's 100. And we quickly just write him off as some anomaly, but is he? Or is he simply living out what we could all be attaining? If we didn't expect and accept an earlier and earlier demise. So join Randy and I as we talk about our personal views and expectations on aging, how Randy approaches it with his patients and how you might change the trajectory of your own aging to something with more capacity. Again, whether you're 20 or 60. If you find value from the Self-Helpful Podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, leave a review, and best of all, pass on something you learned to somebody else. You can always find me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James and I talk about high performance aging. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Well, hey, it's good to be back with you. We haven't sat across or stood across from microphones in I don't even know oh, how long while. It's been, been a while. A oh, while. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this so is we, what we do we, a lot is talk. We actually we, you know, it's even been a lull of just with schedule changes and me with uh, writing, getting off, and isolating, doing that. We haven't even talked, but we you know we just spent this morning. We spent what? I don't a know, couple hours at f- least. A long, long time talking, and so here we are, and um, doing, yeah, recording what we do in general. I, how often do I have a show, and have a guest, and have a topic, and or you have a patient, or you're you've listened to something new in your field of functional medicine and and whatnot, and we discuss it. Yeah. And it's often the things that then we take to our audiences or our patients or whatever. So uh, we'll just do it here and record it. I love it. All right. Well, this, so this book with uh, Dr. Becca Levy, Breaking the Age Code, talking about ageism and just talking about aging well, that's a term you use this morning.
1: I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's, that's been a phrase in, for me for a long time in functional medicine and not. Because there's also the anti-aging crowd.
0: Which is one of the primary. I mean, you got functional medicine. you got integrative medicine. Anti-aging is another relevant umbrella term. For, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a big, the American Academy of Anti-Aging.
0: Yeah. They have like their own, what, platform, Which
1: construct. I, I never liked because I'm like, well, you're going to age. So why be against something that's going to happen? It, does it I, I just don't like the word. And then it also kind of speaks to the idea that age is bad. Like becoming older is somehow needs to be fought against. Right. Right. So so
0: we've always said, well, how do you age well or okay. slowly? Okay, I'm trying to remember the book, Richard Leader. I may look it up here in a second. I had mm-hmm. him on the show, and he's the one who talked about aging. I forgot about this even in this time with Becca, and he talked about in essence, growing older, we're all going to grow older, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm radically paraphrasing. I don't remember how he said it, but it doesn't mean that we are, it doesn't mean growing bad. Yes. Or 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 deteriorating growing decrepit. Right. Except we are going to, at some point, like you said, we are going to die at some point. I am not going to run a 20 minute 5k Hopefully, I'll still be running it, but at ninety, I probably won't. So there will be a diminishment. I don't know where's the balance there because because the Becca's thing, and I don't know if you how far you read into the book, but she's saying as we grow, I mean, we hopefully grow in wisdom. Are you mm-hmm. more wise today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at fifty three. Yeah, four, uh, four, four four in two weeks. In two weeks, okay. <laughs> Are you wiser today? Are do you have more? As a functional medicine doc, can you more easily? pick out a patient's pathology with your experience today than sure. you could before. Okay. So you're so, 54. And there's
1: a value of that in age.
0: Experience. All right. yeah. and, and you're going and you should be able to even better at 64 in another decade. Theoretically, right. And yeah. another 64. And now yet, if you are declining cognitively, mm-hmm. then your Physically. ability is
1: going to. Part of that wisdom is dependent upon your cognition. Right by definition, and so you and I have said we're not. uh, Yeah, the mindset, the stance, the foundation is not anti-aging. I I can't wait to be an old guy, right? Like, and my dad was just here this weekend, and it surprised me because he's eighty, and I'm like, wow, and not on any meds. You know, he's got his list of frustrations or whatever, but he's he's living. I can't wait to be an old guy that can enjoy life through age's lens. But I
0: I want to be able to enjoy it on my terms. Well, and so that I told you this morning, you and the guys that she, Becca, and talking with her brought me to that thought of, wait a minute. I think that I have this healthy, positive perspective on (laughs) aging. And yet I would say I'm defying aging. That by proxy means I'm looking at it negatively, defying it. So I want to not defy aging. I want to defy the decrepitness. Yes. The demise.
1: The norm of American aging. That's what we're defining. Even
0: though I will. So I'm, am I putting it off? I'm delaying it. Well, yeah.
1: It, it's kind of like you and I say, because sometimes we always, uh, we, we struggle when we try to think in a different economy. Like, uh, how does Warren Buffett think? How does Elon Musk think? I don't know, because I don't have a spare billion to, you know, invest in a company. I, I, I can't speak Chinese either, so I don't know. You, it's, the fish is swimming in the water that we're swimming in. Well, the water that we're swimming in, when it comes to age, and this is where I, I, I agree with her, is age is bad. It's just it's bad. There's when you get older, companies aren't likely to hire you. There's there's the, That's our mindset.
0: Like a car is what you have. Anything? Yeah. Like, by definition, a fifteen-year-old car is. I'm looking at my old. <laughs> what is a '99? How old is that? It's a twenty-five, <laughs> whatever years old. And there is nothing beneficial about the. Right. What price tag are you going to put on that one? I <laughs> had, I don't know if I could give it away. Um, but there's no benefit to the aging there. But that's different for us. Now, there is going to be wear and tear.
1: A a, a kind a of, of course, there has
0: to be. What, do you remember, and I just pulled him up here. Do you remember? Um, undoctored guy? Yeah, undoctored. Mm-hmm. Shoot, What was his name? Yeah. Uh, William Davis yep, yep. and him remember his line. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this, to Becca in the show where he said, or somebody referred to him as to, Oh, which they would like to you as Dr. Randy. James. Oh, so you want me to eat radical, you know, to go to this radical. Health. Right. And you're saying, I mean, no, 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 it's just what we used to eat before right. this short span of time, before we got into processed foods. And I want you to recognize
1: that the way we see aging now is radical the way the culture sees aging as
0: bad. Okay. You just went a radical. different direction. Yeah. Or, or, or I was going to say conversely to be w- healthy, well, and able in older age is seen as radical. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Both like you're are, a, yeah. yeah. So we both said okay, the same, same thing, thing on the, on the, way, on the yeah. flip side. Yeah.
1: And, and this was, this was the, uh, content even talking about this with my dad as, as we were just chewing on these ideas that, okay. In 1850. Yeah. if, So 90 plus percent of people were farmers. Yeah. Okay. And so you're, you got your farm and I got my farm over here and we're going along in life and we don't talk this way because people don't talk this way. We just farm and we want to raise our sons and daughters and get them married and do the, whatever people did back then. But when you're 65, there's, there's not retirement. You get up and you go milk cows and you repair the fence and you do what you do. And then when you're 85, you do the same thing. And so, but nowadays there's this retirement and sit on a rocking chair. And so back then it was the norm that your grip strength to turn a screwdriver at 85 was just like 25. Now when you, but you're thinking about it through the lens of mountain biking or a a minute mile or a, and I would say, okay, probably the 85 year old guy at 86, or at some point the grip strength, and he's going to say, Hey son, can you maybe help me out here? But he probably also wouldn't have done that because there was a sense of, I'm the good side of bootstraps and I'm going to take care of myself and all of that. And by the time a person can't twist a the screwdriver, they're that close to death. There's there's not a whole long big, there's you're right,
0: they got six more months. and Okay, I, I like that. I hadn't thought about that. It's like your analogy that I've told so many times of... You, you talking about the elk that come through yeah, the property. Exactly. Have I ever seen an elk coming through, hobbling at the hobbling back of the with herb, a
1: cane with his
0: kids and, helping him out and his oxygen tank and his and oxygen tank? No, he's going full tilt until boom, he can't. And yet we have come into this culture where we expect this long term demise and in, into what you call lingering lingering. As a, it, Cause right. I, I think about Cause no, but what you're talking about is acute to me. Cause I think about that. When is the point where right now, 51 year old, Kevin, who is, I said a couple of PRs last week on a long run. I did an eight mile run the other day. I've been doing some long rides. I did a race where I'm going to go, Ooh, I feel a little unstable on the trails. Probably better back off. Might probably the safe. end is over. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to linger or should I be able to, to a degree. And I'm going to argue. Yeah. Until I lose it and bash into a tree and then the lights out Yeah, or have a hard tack. Yep.
1: I want to die on a ski slope when I'm 92.
0: Of course, you know, part of the issue, my grandfather was that. So my grandfather was a farmer. My Mm -hmm. dad's dad, He was a farmer. And, um, now he did, he he actually sold the farm, made a big profit and kind of retired, but he kept gardening. He kept stuff. And he was like that, man, his forearms Mm -hmm. talk about grip strength. And he was that guy pretty much fully able until boom, heart failed But he got a surgery. He did. He Mm -hmm. got a pig valve. Yeah. And then he lingered. Yeah. Then he did. He slowed down. He lingered and he had that long thing. Now, what do I do? Go back and go, no, I don't want kind of a non-resuscitation thing. Go? No, don't do that. Don't fix me. No. But he he could have.
1: There were also things in his, you know, so this is back in the 70s and 80s or whatever it is back then that were now not true compared to the 1870s. And in 1870, he would have died. He would have just died. And And the length of life back then. uh, But here's, I've, I've shared this with you before. In 1850, if you made it to 50, not 40 or 30, if you made it to 50, you were as likely then to make it to 80 as you are today.
0: So that's getting past getting killed in a war. Or a bat, or a fighter. well. Back then, or, or it was
1: pestilence. It. So you okay. know, childhood illness and disease. Oh, okay. You get past that, and then you get past trauma, and which would be war, and a you know, cow falls on you or something. Then and and you know, in general, if you made it to fit, okay. And people think these days, well, are are we have these surgeries and pig valves and all this kind of stuff to extend life, and I think now. Uh, it is it is clearly available and there, depending upon socioeconomic status and where you live. Um, yeah. So there is a, but the length of life is uh, it's it's not you know culturally also we see that oh science and medicine and whatever else is lengthening life and I would say well if you take away childhood illnesses which were more based on cleanliness yeah and uh, or, or or hygiene I should say and clean water systems and and those kind of things. Uh, and then come along vaccines, and so there's some, there's a, a bump up there. If we could live like we were living back in 1850, where everybody is, has, is working and there's not obesity and there's not these other kind of things, with the advantage, then I do think we would farm
0: hard until we're 85 and then we would die. Somewhere well, between 85 and 95. And you just mentioned lifespan or something like that that came up with Becca too and she actually brought it up, thank goodness of health span versus yeah lifespan she did yeah And there's no headlines that I've ever seen unless it's in a health related thing. No public media or mass media I should say headlines that ever talk about health span. They talk about lifespan and our ability to try to tout usually our ability to extend it. Right, which I don't want. The goal of just not dying. Yeah, I don't want to be at death, and they can put me up to a machine and extend it five years of lifespan, and I have no health at all. Right, I'd rather. Of course, I want both. You you, you want both, and that's And we used to have both. Again, that's the point. That that is the point. That well,
1: yes, and back then there was also the problems, hygiene, childhood illness. Well, sure, and war and and, okay, okay. So if you Bengal tiger, right? So we're better off. And they, we debated the other day because you had said, shouldn't we just go back then? And I'm like, no, I like electricity. I like plumbing. I like, I don't want to go back to 1850. Right. But bringing that to today, the mindset that in America, getting old means lingering. Because that is what it means to the cultural mindset. You and I aren't, you're not defying aging. You're trying to age well. But we we did grow up in the cultural mindset that yeah age is bad because you become decrepit
0: now and that's what we're defying that's what we're, we're defying defi- we're defying the the, the norm, c- norm of American age current cultural yeah. expectation exactly yeah and and it is as we as I sit here and talk about it to think about the advances that we have made are making constantly I mean pretty soon we, we were joking about it this morning but we're going to be in you know flying cars yeah or I mean, just, we don't own cars they just Come and pick us up, and we dial it in on the phone. And and the next product we want, we don't order it. The 3D machine just makes it, and it's right there, or whatever. We're seeing these incredible things. It makes, there's every reason to look at our advances in humanity and think we should be living longer and healthier than ever. And it's the exact. uh, We're going, all the stats are going down. I mean, it's it's dumb. It's just antithetical. Well, so uh,
1: to push back a little bit, some stats. The, if if you're in middle class upper socioeconomic i think we i can't remember if we talked about this but what what's the average age so let's take away the extremes what's the average age of well i you know i it's unfortunate but we'll say, what's the average
0: age of a middle class white guy the average age of death of a of, of, of death of the how well you're was, talking lifespan i mean i think it's doing better and mm-hmm. it's like 85 or something yeah yeah. 85 men, 89 women. And that sounds good. But but what what's the quality? Exactly. What's the health that, span? But that, when, there you go. When and did they start being productive? And even back to my grandfather, you know, so they fixed him with a, a pig valve. I think he could have been far more well and active long-term, but I think he took that on his own. His wife died. His mindset. And he just kind of said, well, I guess I'm done. You know, I yep. got, back, I got a, a fragile heart. Now mm. I got to back off. And he just did. Yep. I don't think he had to. He just did. Right. And the doing of that actually created more lingering. Well, and that comes, then that's to Becca's perspective where she's giving most focus to, that was the purpose of her study, her research, her book is our perspective and attitude on aging, a negative one and how that affects us and how a positive perspective can benefit us, which we could say to anything. Pretty much even to placebo. We talked about that this morning. Mm-hmm. If I think the pill is going to help me, like you was selling supplements, mm-hmm. you know, do the ingredients help you or do the fact that I think that they're going to help me help me? I
1: would even say more. Yeah. I'm selling an idea. Yeah. I want you to think that you're getting healthier.
0: And in the supplements that I took this than- morning, that I paid my money for, I believe both that they're helping me because I think they should. And I really do think they do because you showed me too. Yeah. We can look at the it's back to oh, the hot
1: pockets and carrots, right? I, I, there's a sense of, I believe that carrots are going to be better for me over time. And I think there's pretty good data that is also saying, yeah, but if, if, if you're eating hot pockets all the time, there's, there's some
0: down, yeah. down, uh, you know, consequences. Okay. Well, you uh, go right. That's where I was going to go. There's, da- I'm going to say downstream. I'm going to go with positive consequences because let's go with the supplements. If I take that sup, if I pay my money now I'm invested, yep. I want the supplement to work. I really think that it will. So I'm taking that because I took that what's my propensity to have healthier thoughts throughout the day and to make a better choice, make a decision to exercise as well, to make a better choice to eat the carrot, not the hot pocket as well. And so along with her perspective on positive expectations of ages if i have that and think that man i could be well in my old age i'm by proxy probably going to make the healthier decisions be more active and do those things that tangibly also
1: are likely what's yeah what's yeah. building what we're going to call well-being yeah which is just a win-win all the way around win-win all the way around and somebody asked me the other day, because then I can hear the MDs of the world saying, yeah, but we need a randomized controlled trial. That's going to demonstrate to us hot pockets versus carrots. So in a hundred thousand people over this, you know, 10 years of time, what's going to be the outcomes of this and the hazard ratio and the odds ratio and all the epid, all the statistical stuff, which is valuable things for uh, us. We need to know, but at the end of the day, if you know, you've got a, curmudgeon over here, who's doing all the right things because the randomized control trial says you should do this versus the guy who's invested in believing in all the things that you just said, who are you going to bet on?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who are you going to bet on? Because at the end of the day, we're humans. We have a placebo effect. We have positivity and negativity tendencies one way or the other. And who you know? If if, if you, even if you ask it, well, who do you want to hang around with? <laughs> like to, yeah. At at the end of the day, when you're going to be becoming the person that you're going to be becoming, why are you going to choose to take your vitamins or not? And what you just said is is inspiring. I mean, it's 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 a it's a good reason to bet on that kind of pathway.
0: Well, and, and so here's a question that I kind of posed to her that I don't know that we really. I'm not, I wasn't satisfied with what either of us came up with. So I'll let you, I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Yes. Put that MD, <laughs> put that MD to work. Um, is why is it okay? Not, let me, how can I own this? I feel like part of the issue with negative aging, with bad aging, unhealthful aging, uh, with the, the stats is that there's some aspect of us in the culture as humans who want to accept It, Because you and I are sitting here and I did mention this to her that, you know, sometimes I'm I'm concerned that we sit here and we want to, I mean, again, we're talking to an audience who obviously is of kindred spirits to us. Right, right. And I think they want wellness, they want better capacity, but we kind of assume that. And I look out here and we have a culture of people who seem very uh, quick to acquiesce to, ah, you know, I'm getting older, I can't do that. We joke about that. "Ah, I can't do that. And I think, why do we, why does our ego, my ego wants to kick back against that? Uh-uh. I don't want to be in, I don't want less capacity. I don't want to be outdone by the youngers and healthy or not. My ego hits against that. Why does the cultural ego not why are we seem to be on the other side? And what we laugh about is oh, grunting. When we get up from mm-hmm. the I can't you do what I used to do in my 25s? I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. Really? And that is very American culture, and she did talk about that. And We have cultures in India and Japan where they revere the elderly, and they and give them responsibility and yeah. expectations, and brag about their exploits in yeah. their in their wisdom and the ability to. I like that the ability to carry out. Uh, gosh, what is it? kind of to what you said to carry out that wisdom? I want. I want I've got that now, man. I don't want to be. Put stuck out in a to, rocking chair. Yeah. Put out the pasture. Put it, thank you. That's what i was yeah. looking for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. We, there is a strong cultural thought process there. So when, wh- what do you mean when you guys said you said we didn't come up with a satisfactory
0: thought? I of I think my concern that as a culture there's some of a pressure propensity agreement. And, and
1: between all of us that I am going to be put out to pasture. And that it's okay. Um, I, yeah. And even it's that, desirable that it's
0: okay to be 40. And I don't do the things that I used to be able to do, uh, and, and to incapacitate agree with the incapacitation at an earlier age. Why are we doing that? Cause it, almost is it just a cop out to, to not do more? Is it, does it almost feel anxiety and too much accountability to think, Oh gosh, I could be, the possibility of being 90 and able is there, but I got to do a lot of work to achieve it. I'd rather not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like this morning we were talking about the, is it lazy? Is it just the pathway of least resistance? Is it, uh, I've worked so hard and now I I just want to enjoy my, you know, my rocking chair and a glass of tea and, and, and is that wrong? Is that bad? Is there a, should we be training you and I ourselves to be becoming the kind of people that don't ever get to sit in a rocking chair because we've got responsibility and things that are resting on us or whatever.
0: Uh, Okay. Here I got, maybe I have a, I have a thought and actually I came to it yesterday with her, but I just didn't put the pieces together and we came to the best way to have the most joy fulfillment, ability, capacity in older age is to be having it at a younger age. So if I am, if there's a cultural propensity that I'm talking about, that I feel like it feels like we're wanting to take ourselves out earlier, maybe it's just a result of a life that we're living that is not fulfilled. That is full of anxiety. We're doing jobs. We don't like we're living, we're in relationships. We don't like, and if that's the case, man, I'd rather just bow out. I,
1: I have, I'm, I love what you just said. Strong resonance, strong. And I think people will say, well, wait a minute, but here's, so uh, a patient yesterday, because here's, here's a question or a question and an answer I hear all the time. When, we, when you talk about uh, longevity medicine and we talk about, let's say, being 100 or 110. Yeah. Think, of, think of a 100-year-old person. 95 to 105 year old person do you you're picturing him yeah i'm gonna bet a hundred percent of my money that you're picturing somebody in a wheelchair decrepit ancient crippled for the most part prune of
0: a person kind of you know it's kind of inspirational but it's just kind of sad and people say i don't want to live that long yeah
1: right like like, that's the thing why why would i want to live to 96 all my friends are dead and whatever else So here's the flip around where that I just learned this last year. No, no, no. Right. If we go back to uh, some odd period of like, if you go to a downtown Paris in the 1600s and there's pestilence, then you and I, we're old decrepit men in our fifties. Okay. Okay and back then the 30 year old could say i don't want to live that long look at those guys they they're barely able to walk and and whatever we're shriveled up prune at 50 but right now do you feel that way Mm-mm. do you like your life mhm and okay so imagine that you're feeling the same thing at 85 and at 95 you've started a new business not because you have to but because you you at at 90 four you were doing these kinds of things and you got inspired with this new things not because you have to not because it's a burden not because it's and i'm going back to what you just said what if we go back to 84 and 74 64 54 and then you and i are like yeah i'm kind of a harried frenzied entrepreneurial trying to put the pieces together and trying to hold my family together and oh my gosh when can i just get done
0: Then I I, and I relate to that though. I I just wrote down here. Well I think you and
1: I in that sense we're becoming old. We're not defying age.
0: But that's not due to age, it's due to mindset harriedness that i could have had at any age i could have of course yes we we did that when we were 15 so i've allowed myself to make i've made decisions in my life or allowed things to happen that have given me some emotional fatigue that i don't want anymore that's right that's part of you and i both have done a, a lot of deconstruction gosh even i like the analogy i'm thinking about you seven years ago six years ago when you had a normal, you know, normal uh, medical practice, insurance based, and you're trying to do functional medicine, you're trying to do more than the norm, and what does it result in? You're literally I'm, running I'm worse. So yeah. I had an yeah. So for folks to hear, I had an office, I had my office downstairs in this mm-hmm, office, I, yeah. by myself, and I had, it's 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 all full of windows, and I would see you literally jogging in your slacks and your (laughs) back then doctor attire and it's like jogging to your car to go take care of a kid and often, you know, park back, jog up again. And then when I started working up here with you in an office, seeing you literally fast walking with a clipboard and a, uh, stethoscope Stethoscope, around your neck and back and forth. And now today, comparatively you're Mr. Chill. It's different. You're different. You're you're in sweats like right now and you're on a you know phone call or zoom with somebody or you go into the into the room, you know, pretty pretty casual and uh it's a different world. That
1: how how can I translate that into raising teenagers and chauffeuring and And
0: soccer practice and and your own endeavors and whatever. So there is some mental fatigue, yeah, that I've experienced that I've thought, okay, I, I don't want that to continue. That... Uh, so as much
1: as the body side, Kevin, that's where I think you and I, in the last 20 years, we've focused on the body side, strength, capacity. But I think you and I also in the last five, you and, and Steve Smith in your whitewater, and yeah. I, I like the whitewater. It's like, but you have to recognize that you can't be 95 in whitewater like you, you have to train yourself to be becoming a 95 that can handle white water when there's a phase of that, but you've got to be a good, and the word I use these days is you've got to be uh, intentional about sabbatical, Yeah, that, that the true rest, the true relax, the true those kind of things where you reset and all of that. And if people don't do that and, and culturally, I think we, we, that's what we see is okay. When people get, to 65 and they just say, I'm just tired. I'm just ready to retire because I'm emotionally holding the weight of my job and my family and yeah. trying to build enough of a nest egg so that when I get cancer, when I get sick, when I get decrepit, I'm going to be okay. And you and I are saying, well, I don't want to be body decrepit and I don't want to be mind decrepit. I don't want, I'm, uh, I'm a little challenged by, I don't want to have to work when I'm 85. Like that's a little scary, right? But I want to be able to, I want to have things I'm passionate about that I want to invest in that don't feel burdensome.
0: So why don't I do that now at 54? Well, so I talked about my dad. So Dan Miller, who is your patient made a significant turnaround in his health. And now today at, I don't know, 74 or something like that, he's at a point where you know, no debt, he's got income, residual income coming in, he wouldn't have to work, and he is as excited as ever and creating new things.
1: He, that's a great example because when we, you know, that was back when he's probably 71, 70, 71, like and, and then you know, at 72 to 74, I think he said, Yeah, gosh, I feel better in my body and my mind now well, that I did. Well, hold on, 62. go back there. So
0: he is 70 and he is. Actually, he's still probably overall in better health than his peers, but he all of a sudden experienced at a, a significant decline. And, but that was the thing. His normal doc just said, literally told him, you're 70, accept, accept it. it. That's, yes. that's aging. And of and course, it offends me. And that's
1: why Becca wrote that book. Right. It right,
0: offends her. Right. Exactly. And so, and so he was at risk of taking that mindset, embracing it. And further declining in health, and
1: bringing himself out to pasture
0: instead, thank goodness. He had some exposure that maybe there's some other possibilities came into you and you said, no, it's not that you're 70, whatever. It's that you're doing X, Y, Z. And you found some primary culprits. Is that fair to say for him to, for him to work on, uh, work on, he did. And then two years later ish said, not only am I, he says, it's not even that I'm back. And we did a show with him. Yeah. Um, But it's not only that I'm back; I'm better than I was prior to this demise. And holy crap, new lease on life! New lease on life. Looking forward to the future, even though he is 74. So I mean, there are. uh, I mean, there's there's wear and tear. I mean, he's He's not sure. And that's so. Again,
1: we're not because to me that would be irrational to say you're going to run a mile at 74 like you do
0: at 24. Okay, that's just that's just dumb. Of course. So now we're back to physical. Now cognitively, I think you should be the same. I think he's as good or better. Maybe I don't think. I, I, and at some point, that may stop, or maybe it won't. Maybe
1: well, you can say it may be one way or the other. But whatever, you're maybe don't blame age. He ought to be as cognitively sharp at 94 as he is at 74 as he is at 54. I believe that's true.
0: Okay. So what if we just change the concept of age to we are all Culminating, progressing. That's interesting. You no, know, because yeah. you always talk about we're always every day we're we're, be, we're becoming. You know, yeah. we're be the person who's who's becoming X Y Z. Every day I am. You are the culmination of the, what yes. you have become. Yeah, I am today. Culminating, and so um, a year from now I will be the culmination of the health and wellness I have or haven't pursued. The uh, the mindset. The mindset. The, the sabbatical, The rest. Yeah. The all those things, and that's what's going to in, in quote what we. Call today we blame on aging instead of culminating.
1: That's right. We're aging and and to make it even worse. Oh I wish we would have talked and I would have thought about this because you did ask me, but I wish you would have asked uh Dr. Becca the uh this question because I think, based on some of my reading, that when the ICD, which is the international code of something diagnosed it's the diagnostic whatever that the doc that the insurance companies say well what's the diagnosis kevin went to see the doctor what's the diagnosis yeah, it so has a I, code
0: well it's layman's terms folks if you don't so if i come to see randy as a as a medical doctor i got this problem he's going to diagnose, def, to, to diagnose it as oh it's this problem and he has to put a code to it for insurance to pay for it
1: that's right. Insurance so a- is
0: going to see you as I-25.91,
1: and that is associated with this, these kind of treatments and costs. Yeah. Okay. So next year, or in the, in the near two, three, four years, whatever, uh, so right now there's 162,000 codes. Wow. So that's going to, there's going to be 200 and some odd, or more, well, let's just say more. There's going to be more codes, and one of them is going to be age
0: yeah you told me that I and
1: understand. i I wonder what her thoughts on that are that literally every human is born with a diagnosis because you begin aging uh-huh and and where that scares me is, okay, literally now, every human is going to have a claim on a national health care system to pay me because i'm aging, or give me a service i'm entitled to something. Because I'm aging and because aging is bad and because it creates problems. Can you imagine the mindset? Like, what would she say about the mindset of that? And I think it's going to translate into entitlement, decrepitness when you're 20. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least the increasingness, because somebody can come along and say, Oh well, I woulda coulda shoulda done that, but you know, I'm twenty and my knee hurts a little bit, or my brain hurts a little bit, or I just flat out don't want to, and I'm gonna call it low aging, or let's just call it age. And and you can't argue against them because they do have age. And maybe their aging just went worse than yours.
0: Okay, well, so let's hit the our one of our soapboxes is insurance. <laughs> and that I was playing with that. So as you age Every, I think every insurance except car insurance is going to get more expensive car insurance. You actually yeah, pay goes, less because your car out there can only go 20 because yeah, you got an old car. <laughs> well, you know, you, I figure you probably do drive more carefully. You don't have your panties in a wad and you're not driving like you and I tend to well, do. It's so less much. to repair. What do
1: you mean? A, a brand new, whatever car to oh, repair right. is going to be more than your car. Okay.
0: Well, but you know, they, they have less driving, uh, you know, infractions, less, less wrecks, less whatever. So you pay less now, everything else though, you pay more. So here I I pulled this up. You know, if you just think about this, so let's look at insurance. Women typically pay 10 to 60% more for health insurance than men because they visit doctors more. Okay. This is just top Google headlines. I'm not pulling up research. Women pay less on life insurance because they statistically live longer. Now, men typically pay more for car insurance because they statistically have more accidents and driving, you know, infractions. So, you know, we're looking at These differentiations by gender and yet age, if you are older, primarily in all, you know, in life uh, health insurance, life insurance, you pay more, even if. Your biomarkers, Randy James biomarkers, so if we go inside and measure your carotid artery and your telomeres, and we measure it, and it says you have, or your VO2 max, like our mm-hmm. watches do, that you have the biomarkers of a 20-year-old, doesn't matter. You're going to pay a 54-year-old insurance rate. Conversely, that 20-year-old who has given themselves diabetes you know, already and has the negative health scores of the average fifty-year-old
1: is, right, is, is,
0: 50 is going to pay at twenty, and that pisses us off.
1: Right, that's ageism. That's ageism.
0: That, that's, uh, that's right. That's, Did you bring that up with her? No, I saved it for us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because that that one can get. I think some people not. I not that she couldn't have handled it, but I mean, there you get into. Some volatile discussions with about
1: people how people identify on how people the other. identify okay. yeah,
0: and because to this okay. and this is kind of an off tangent, but I saw when I was searching for this, I told you that that I found. Uh, a common search now is Can I lower some of these insurance rates where you're docked? So if I'm a man and I'm going to pay more for car insurance because we as men generally have more accidents, of, can I identify as what a female? What if I click a,
1: an F box as a female on my application for that?
0: Or the other or whatever. Yeah, can or I write it down? And they're saying right now, na- it's kind of gray right now. It's the answer. Well, sure.
1: But I mean, it's, until somebody actually gets in a rack or money gets on the table and,
0: and this and that. Okay. Um, but leaving that. Well, Touchy no, no, subject, but to teeter, to teeter on that, God forgive me, to teeter on that and to say, I identify as when that's just a personal choice feeling, whatnot on the age side, we do have, uh, can I go as far as say we have literal science? I mean, we can go in here when I had my carotid artery. So they went in and scanned uh, uh-huh. ultrasound here at the office, my carotid artery. This has probably been four or five years ago, but at the time. You know, so I was mid forties or late forties. And it said, you have the measurements of a healthy 32 year old, something like that. I don't get any credit for that health. I'm going to pay the same health insurance rate as somebody older. And and this is a literal biomarker. Same thing. We can do that with telomeres. You can can do a telomere test right now and it'll tell you your health. You can do, well, yeah, our watches. I don't know how scientific, but you know, VO2 max. I mean, mine says you're the VO2 max of a healthy 20 year old or something like that. No benefit health insurance, life insurance, that feels more stark. Yeah. And ageism is a literal, uh, defi- uh not a deficit. What's the, what's the word as a, I'm getting docked.
1: A, you're getting docked, uh, because of your age only.
0: But to your aspect of they're going to take age, make that a doctor diagnosed code of deficiency by definition, it can only be negative. Just along with this, that no matter what I do, that my age is going to increase my health and life insurance that feeds into the expected expected. factual negativity of each passing day that I am less able, less capable. I'm a higher risk. We're already there. Think of Medicare
1: and your dad with that Medicare card. Just the, he, he felt that like the, the first day he had that Medicare card and he said, gosh, it's like, I got this free, I,
0: I might as well go buy a new I, hip. He said, I feel criminal. So I feel so, criminal. So my, I could just go swipe my card. My dad, lifetime entrepreneur. So he's paid for his own health insurance his entire life. And then the day comes, what, what age is it? 65? 65, yeah. And he gets his Medicaid, uh, Medicare card, Medicare card. And- it said, uh, I think it even ta- like promoted him. Hey, right. you, you can need go to go,
1: things. you go get your primary care and you're going to get a colonoscopy. You're going to get, it's called welcome to
0: Medicare. And so he did. And he said, he handed over the card and paid nothing or a dollar or whatever. And he said, I felt like a criminal, it's, it's but I got nothing. it. So I might as well use it. Got it. Might as well use it. I might
1: as well. And how many hundreds of times have I heard? Well, does insurance pay for that? If they do, then go ahead and do that.
0: Well, and, and so five years, six years later, he has this health crisis and he can't, in Medicare, literal, his primary care provider that Medicare pays for, back to what you said a minute or cited, says, well, welcome you're to aging. And you're old. Just keep Not us, much we can do about them. that. I'm going to be really... Unpolitical. But we're there for you gonna, when say, you have a hard time. I was going to say, I'm going to be unpolitical. I'm going to say, Could you give me the card. We'll milk you for more codes and do more procedures. And you don't even have to pay for it. And of course, he said, no, I don't want to accept that. Reached into his own pocket, paid you thousands, literally. And you gave him a new lease on life that he wanted, but now we're back to that aspect he wanted because he was living a life that he wanted to continue and he wanted to, in. He wanted he, to be capable. Of. He's
1: also a great example of, of one of the things when I'm talking to prospective new patients, it's Dan is now living the, or, or, or he's getting his ROI. So he paid me yeah. and now he's getting his ROI and, and he would language it that way too, that he invested in himself, through a functional medicine mindset, doctor clinic, whatever, to be becoming to increase his chances. It's just like in the marketplace: you go and you vet a company, and then you invest in them, and then you expect a return on your investment.
0: I got a new well, marketing campaign for you. You ready? Okay. You need to market. You can probably buy lists from the post office, or from I'm sure you can buy the list somewhere of everybody who's 64 years old, just about to turn 65. Who's been paying into paying insurance all, you know, paying a little bit at least and say, Hey, you're about to have your insurance go away and you can finally afford the right care that you need. (laughs) Because how many people right now, this is true story for, for Randy James or any functional medicine, integrated medicine, anti-aging medicine provider that the biggest obstacle to people doing it is there in paying cash out of pocket is saying man i'm already i'm already paying a lot of cash out of pocket for, for my insurance. insurance i can't Why? afford to reach in and pay you thousands outside of pocket for for that so now the 65 you don't have to pay your insurance anymore now now you, you can, can do like my dad
1: did afford choose to afford a different way of thinking so that you don't need medicare but here's the problem our culture it's anathema, or it's just a complete diametrically opposed to that, where they're finally thinking, oh, thank goodness I can relax now, have my donut, and not worry about the health consequences because now I'm covered and I don't have to pay for that, and I don't have, to, or I've already paid right. for that. And as a consequence, we are running trillions through our healthcare system and people are not increasing in their confidence as they age they're
0: they're Okay so what you bring me back to Randy is I'm thinking that as people are listening and if you're 30 years old 40 years old 50 years old, whatever and you have that thought which I'm going to say we I, I we get it we all do yeah. a little bit of oh I I'm I'm worn out I would like to have a break why
1: right what are you doing right now why? that you can't sustain
0: Yeah cuz you I, we talked about it this morning with the guys and I mentioned you however many years back Saying Kevin, what example are you giving yeah. uh, to your kids of an entrepreneur? Is it that the harried, frantic, whatever that I was at the time and still struggle with? Yeah, um, is that the example you want to get? Crap, no, no. And I, I, I'm having to audit my own life and what are the things that are wearing me out that I do want to break from. So, so many things can be held up to that lens. Randy,
1: what example of a, of a Jesus follower are you giving your kids? Don't do this, don't do that. Strive for perfection all the time. You got to earn your Limits, way. Rules. Limits, rules. Or where's peace that passes understanding?
0: Well, remember the term that came up today delight. Where's delight? Are you showcasing to your kids delight in your pursuit of your faith, of, in your marriage? Of, of going on a jog? Well, rat and fracking, I got to go. Of going to work. <laughs> of going to work. Um, for Uh, me, you know what it's been, I have given my, I have given my kids, I mean, they know that daddy loves his work. Daddy likes what he does. I have not done that well with finances. Sometimes I have great, the opposite, right? uh, Tax time uh, and just, uh, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't delighting in the, in finances, I should say. Finance. Yeah. Financial stewardship, financial responsibilities.
1: The delight, the honor, the, the, the opportunity that I get to manage my finances or my household or my, my plumbing, my toilet cleaning, the, 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 all of those things. And of course, that's what we were talking about this morning is how do we raise teenagers? It it took me until I was about 47. So I I can't have that expectation of them. I just got to invite them. And now let's bring it back to age. I've got to invite them into 20, 30, 40, 50 and say, this is awesome. Yeah. And we live in a culture that is just inundating and overwhelming us with uh, overwhelming us with the message of this is not awesome and that's yeah. what dr becca was saying she studied it and she did do her randomized controlled trials of whatever and said yeah if you think age is bad or if the culture thinks age is bad which we do and it's bad
0: you're automatically at a. it's a depth self-fulfilling depth. prophecy yeah it is it is. Well, okay. So something that came up yesterday that I want to hit with you that the reality to a pressure, a cultural pressure that we all are under, if you're hearing this and think, yeah, I want to be 60 and able, 70 and able, 50 and able, even I, I do want to continue. I don't want to just retire and do nothing. I, I want to do X, Y, Z. That is going to be, or that is at the risk of being isolating. You're going to be the weirdo. You're going to be set apart from your peers, and that can cause a lot of pressure mm-hmm. with people if they don't happen to be in a, what we constantly talk about—a blue zone, mm-hmm. like you and I are. Mm-hmm. We have no, we have nothing but support for the most part in our lives to be aging well and joyfully and abundantly with big capacity. We have support and partnership from our wives in that from our friends you, me, and even the guys that we met with from employees that you've got in here from your patients. And we're in a bubble. We live up in the mountains in Colorado. It is a healthier environment mm-hmm. by far and large. People are up here to pursue outdoors activities and a lot of health and that makes it easier. So we are privileged. It really does. Yeah. And if not spoiled in that, and for a lot of people hearing this, it all I can I, I can see some of them feeling like I'm gonna be the weirdo. I'm gonna be the one 70 year old that is out running and the rest of them are going, Man, why don't you come over and join us for a drink by the fire? Mm-hmm. And that's a real pressure. That's a that's again another negative po-
1: expectation. Well, well let's really. let's let's use our, our own phraseology and say that is a potentially negative yeah. mindset. Therefore it can also so Kevin, where can you find the delight in your rugged individualism, (laughs) right? Like that would be, you could land on, oh my gosh, I am a fish out of water. I have to fight all the time. And I would say to the people out there, you're, you know, the nurse working in the hospital and you go to the break room and it's filled with donuts every day. Well, you could really lament not having a donut or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, to what you said, I though. I mean, in truth, as much as I would like to accept what you just said, fighting for my rugged individualism, I'm really not. I'm hanging with yeah, you. You're yeah, the same I'm, as I am. You think the same way. You have the same values. Yep. You're doing the same. I'm not fighting for it. I'm just. It was like what I told. The, uh, our, well, you're our,
1: not. But I'm going back to the person who's out there.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And saying, I, how can we be becoming people who delight in our well path? But then I'm going to hold up what I said this morning to our other friend of instead of looking at defying age or defying the the cultural expectation and swimming upstream or going against the flow, go find your own blue zone, which is find another flow, find a different stream, find some like-minded people who think that is one of your best ways of combating this and finding comfort and not fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. And it some is. people write like
1: there's always going to be the people. Well, my goodness, I live in a, you know, concentration camp of called the office or something like that. And OK, admittedly, uh, but and that's what we were saying. If you if you're 35 and the, the weight of the office is that much to where you're like, I can't wait till to retire. when I'm 65. You got 30 more years of building decrepitness. Yeah,
0: there's no there's no chance. B- man, this is your peers. You're a doctor. Oh, doctors, yeah. doctors are at the top of it's the list of just of, churning it out till they don't have to.
1: Yep, and two of my classmates, I think, well, I did tell you, you yeah, they you tell uh, just cashed out. Yeah, early fifties, done. <laughs> and I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't have that kind of career financially,
0: <laughs> and second of all, I'm like, really, what are you gonna? Do like where to to go well, and do I, what I'm not gonna let you say that though without without pulling that you didn't have that kind of career financially because and I said this somewhere recently on a show no, actually I wrote about it in my book and I referenced you about there is more money in our culture to fix the problems that manifest. Yeah. So you, as your peers, you know, to, well, let's just go to a surgeon, the highest, pay, you yeah. told me that highest paid doctors are the surgeons that are fixing problems that have manifested. This is something that is broken. You're down here. you you know, you're up here, you're upstream trying to keep people from getting there and the money's not there. Right. The, it's the, not, our, our
1: society values the docs that can fix the biggest problems.
0: Yeah. Not who prevent them. That's right. Should, There's you, zero value. And if you looked at that in any other way, I mean, who are the highest paid, you know, financial consultants are the ones that are slowly helping you build wealth, not get you out of a pit. Yeah, well, literally, yeah. The least paid are the ones up here trying to help somebody with bankruptcy or something like that. Right. There's not a the money to pay them. It's right, flip-flopping right. medical. And you should by proxy, if we looked at the actual value, you should be getting paid four times what a That's surgeon right. does.
1: Because let's keep on that financial side of thing. It's it's what we've said before. So
0: anyone can donate now. Just send money. <laughs> just just
1: for all these good ideas we're giving you that are gonna lean into your wellness. But it is that that I'm looking at you and saying, Okay, you carry the asset of well-being. Yeah. Your relationship with your doctor should be, hey, help me to manage my
0: assets so and not end up with a surgeon (laughs) and again it's so backwards it is and it's part of this ageism yeah we look at and have the expectation of demise of decrepitness of whatever and man we can't you know not give compassion i mean there are things that happen out there that are unavoidable that you are a victim of and for everybody out there man this is not right don't we let Please it be hear, guilty or hear shame because somebody does. Compassion. Yeah. I'm always, I get nervous with this and thinking, yeah, what am I going to say tomorrow when I get the cancer diagnosis? Cause I that's could. right.
1: And you could, or hopefully I'm staving uh, it off, but, or the heart attack diagnosis or, uh, yeah. and the way I talk in the clinic in since fall of last year is, yes kevin you have cancer and yes you're pre-diabetic and so am i and we're all are so what are we going to do about it how are we going to manage this so that you don't have to pay the big bucks to the surgeon down the road yeah Uh, uh manage your assets and that mindset shift manage your age yeah like Dave Ramsey says, act your wage. We're going to say, act your age. Uh, manage yeah. manage your age. It's, it's, it's an it's, honor. It's I, an
0: asset. I think this, again, the big takeaway from this kind of discussion with Becca, with you, is I want to look at it, is I just want to embrace what should be normal. It's I'm not defying yeah. age. I'm not trying to be a rebel on whatever. I'm just wanting to uh, embrace what what should be and what can be. Can't, what's, what's possible. What's what's, po- what's yeah. possible. It's not, a, again, not a definite. I cannot not guarantee, like you said, I can't guarantee my, that I'm going to be perfectly healthy tomorrow. I could have no. a problem happen tomorrow. My, my wife is dealing with uh, nerve issues and whatever from a car wreck. And that could happen to me. Yeah. And I'm going to be, you know, fighting some demise that I'm a victim to or whatever. But by far and large, the amount of influence that we have over our health and wellness over our good aging yeah, is, is significant.
1: It's so. yeah. So it, it's, it's not easy and it's swimming upstream because normal now is no longer normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have free will. You have some, you, your freedom is not zero. Right. You have agency over yourself to a degree. Okay. Well lean into that and be becoming the
0: kind of older guy you want to be. All right, friends, this concludes the series on positive aging, though, of course, you hear me talk about it constantly because it's something I care about every day, all the hopes and dreams and desires and convictions and commitments and legacy that we want in our lives and for those that we care about is all subservient to how our bodies just function and in this case, how we view what we expect about our aging every day. Hey, thanks again for choosing to tune in to the Self-Helpful Podcast. You can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can leave a review, help others know what to expect. And best of all, pass along something you learned. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself.